This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Welcome to the radio program, Warning, with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International and Eagle Saving Nations. Today, we are going to continue with a message given by Rev. Dr. E.J. Buckhart, who is filling in for Dr. Hansen as he was out of town ministering at another church. Dr. Buckhart's message is titled, Haggai, Comfort, Hope, and Holiness. Now let us continue where we left off yesterday. Friends, what a blessing it is when someone says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. When you take a marriage commitment vow, isn't that what it's saying? Isn't that what it's saying? I will never leave you nor forsake you. Many of us have violated that, and a lot of people violated that. I will never leave you nor forsake you. But I remember as I met, I was born and raised in the Midwest. And usually in the Midwest, you walk down the street and say hi to somebody. Hi there, EJ. Hi. You know, you don't have to hey, say hi. They're friendly. You go downtown New York. I spent a lot of time in New York City and layovers. You say hi to somebody, and they just even ignore you. They just keep going. But if you make a friend, a true friend, the friend of Minneapolis, you think they're your friends. But if you do something stupid, and I think we've all done something stupid, they will turn on you, and they don't want anything to do with you because they don't want to be associated with you because you did something bad. In New York, that friend, if you make a friend in New York, He's a friend. And if you do something stupid, I can't use a language here that he will tell you, but you stupid blankety blank blank blank, but I'll be with you. I will see you through this stupid thing that you did. That's the friend of Jesus. A true friend. He won't throw you aside. He will be with you through all circumstances. And how many men and women, well, basically men that you know that are in prison, for murder or whatever the case may be. And now are fantastic preachers, ministers of the gospel. Jesus did not abandon them. He stayed with them in spite of that. David, in the Bible, committed adultery. He committed actually murder. He had somebody murdered. And he became a mighty, mighty man of God. This shows you that God is good. He will not leave you, nor will he forsake you. Get that through your head. Get it down in your heart. God is with you forever. 
You have the choice to deny him. You have the choice to turn your back and walk away. That's a dangerous move. A very dangerous move. There is a heaven and then there is a hell. And we need to know that. If you go to Samuel, 1 Samuel 12, 22, For the Lord will not forsake his people. Now, the Lord says he will not forsake his people. You have to be his people. Then he will not forsake you. And for thy great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you his people. God is pleased with you. Look to Hebrews 13, 5. Hebrews 13, verse 5. There we go. Oops, sorry about 13, verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with the, such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do unto me. But back up there again. Be content with such things as you have. For he says, I will never leave you. Does that mean that you, you, you can have the, all the wealth in the world? You may not have any wealth. If you use it properly, I will be with you. We have a choice in this life, a very important choice that we have to make. Now the question arises, and I'm challenging you, I'm challenging myself. Do you really truly believe, as he said to Jerubah and to Joshua and to the people, I am with you. Consider that. I am with you. I'm going to read, as we get to the closing here, I received the newsletter from World Challenge. David Lucas, now it's Gary, his son. But his son is holding conferences of pastors. And I mentioned a little bit earlier about what I'm getting to now. There were, there were actually hundreds of pastors meeting in New York. In the senior pastor, a senior pastor, Robert, I don't know who he is, was at the conference. And he told us, Pastor Carter, now Carter is the pastor who took over for David Wilkinson in the church. And Pastor Carter's message said that, Lord, if it's not you, I am not going to go. Senior pastor Robert said, that hit me hard. He said, I've been preaching because I know how, but without God. Here's a pastor many, many years saying, I've been preaching because I know, but I don't know, I've been doing it without God. He says, I've been gambling, I've been grabbing the old passages from the past and reworking them. After Pastor Carter's lessons, the Spirit fell upon me. And I made a dedication. Okay, God, I don't know what this looks like, but I'm not going to preach anymore until you give me the message. Next Sunday, he says, I may stand up and be silent. If, that, if the Lord doesn't give me anything, that's a scary thought. To stand up appropriate between your congregation. Okay, Lord, open my, my mouth and speak. 
Paulette Williams, remember, was here last, the last couple Sundays, or Saturdays. Uh, she said when she prays for people, uh, she said her mouth drops open, she says, Lord, fill my mouth. I don't know what to say. And all of a sudden, her lips start to move. This is what he's talking about here. It's a scary thought to be able to stand behind the pulpit. You're going to preach a message, and the Lord hasn't given it to you. But the Lord says, you know, even when you go before leaders of nations at the end times, I will give you the words to say. The Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. If you look at Paul's life in, in Scripture, the Lord gave him the words to say. If you look at Jesus, as he was going through his last days, there's one time the Lord, the Father told Jesus, shut up, don't say anything. And it touched, it touched the uh, leaders of that nation at that time. They said, we can find no fault with this man. And he never said a word. Think about that. And other times he spoke a lot of words. And it touched the lives of people. Just to continue on a little bit with this. Uh, they had speakers like Nikki Cruz. How many know the name of Nikki Cruz? The sword and the switchblade, David Wilkerson. He was one of the speakers there, totally filled with the Holy Spirit. And he says, these men stood up and poured out their hearts to these men and women and, call, and God has called, the, who had God has called to the church. And the Holy Spirit moved and the altar, altar was filled with those crying out to the Lord to rekindle the spirit of fire. We just sang a song at the beginning of the service of the fire. To rekindle the fire. The Lord says if we're lukewarm, he's going to spit us out of his mouth in Revelation. We need to rekindle that fire. We need a movement of the Holy Spirit. We're starting to see it in different places across this nation. Eagle Savings Nations that Dr. Hansen is promoting is geared towards this. To allow the Holy Spirit to move within our people. Because without that move of the Holy Spirit, we will not survive what we're going to go through. The times are tough. We're going through some hard times. We may not see it, but it's out there. You don't want to listen to the news if you don't want to think there's bad news out there. But it's out there. It's, hard. it's not, some people don't even want to go downtown. Some people don't even want to go to a grocery store anymore. Because it's dangerous. I was just reading about a lady, 72 years old. But she carried one of these alarms. <laughs> I got to laugh back here because a lady gave us one of these alarms. And as she was, the guy approached the car and, and grabbed her and said, give me your purse. And she hit that alarm and he just backed off and took off running. So, I mean, just in a parking lot, in a nice grocery store. We've got to be careful nowadays. What's the best way to be careful? Let me give an example. My wife and I, one day, Drove out of the driveway in her pickup truck. I was driving. We forgot to pray. Just down the road here, about two miles, we hit some black ice. And within two seconds later, we were upside down in the ditch. Rolled the truck completely over back on its wheels. I, had, uh, I was hanging on the steering wheel, so I came out of it okay pretty well. But she got thrown around, bounced here, bounced there, because she had nothing to hang on to. And a lady back to her said, you people okay down there? This is not the first time cars have gone through this fence. 
it's like the third time. <laughs> and he says, yeah, we're okay. A little shaken, but we're okay. And uh, she says she called up the lady to tell her because they had cattle in there. The fence is broken. And they just looked at it and said, ah, yeah, we'll just rebuild it. Just, not the third time. We'll just rebuild it. No problem. But anyway, we didn't pray. We were going down to help a 90-year-old lady move. Had good intentions. Good intentions sometimes don't mean anything. Now when we get in that car, I tell you what, the radio goes down and we pray. So when you go shopping, you go to the store, anytime you get in the car to go out, it's a good idea to say a prayer. You may not think it means anything. If we had prayed that day, would we not have hit the black ice? <coughs> we may have hit it, but I don't think we destroyed the vehicle. I don't know. But prayer, prayer is important. Now, we also hear the message all the time, prayer by itself without works is dead. James, in the book of James. But at the same time, prayer is very, very important. We need to pray for the little things. We don't need to pray just for when something gets real serious and hard, then we pray. No, we need to pray for the little things. If you can pray for the little things and see God answers it, then he can pray for the bigger things. And we've seen in this ministry many people that have come with prayer that have been either healed or gotten their life straightened out or whatever the case may be. I remember one day, many years ago, I used to, I still do, but I carried usually a $100 bill and a $50 bill in my pocket. And uh, we were at a, a meeting with a missionary and some friends. And I don't recall the details of all that. But anyway, uh, the Lord kind of told me, give this couple $50. So I reached in my billfold. At that time, money didn't mean anything to me because I had it. So I reached over and I gave her 50 bucks. That was it. She said, thank you, and that was it. A year later, I ran into this gal and her husband, and they said, thank you for that $50 she gave us. It changed our life. 50 bucks? I mean, granted, it was over 30 some years ago, but 50 bucks? And it changed their life? It wasn't the $50. It was a fact that I honored the Lord, gave to them, and He blessed them because of my honor. Okay? Pastor's daughter was in our church. She was up there crying, crying at the altar. And I, at, before that happened, I was, the Lord had said me, you know, that I was, had some money I was supposed to give, not to her. But I was thinking about it, and it was 50 bucks, and then finally he says, no, it's 100. I said, okay. And then he says, no, go down to the altar and give it to that lady, pastor's daughter. She was crying. I just reached over, grabbed her, gave her, put the money, walked back and sat down. The next Sunday, she got up and made a testimony. She says, I disobeyed the Lord in a certain way because I wanted to go to this conference with other missionary girls, and I didn't have enough money. I was $100 short, but I went anyway. And I was up before the Lord crying out to the Lord, forgive me for doing what I did. And she says, a gentleman came down, put something into my hands. It was $100. The Lord paid the debt. Things that you do that you don't know about, if you're faithful to what the Lord asks you to do, if you're in a store and ask someone to pray for, the, you know, someone you see there, 
the Lord says, go pray for them or go talk to them or say hi to them. And, there's, and it's just amazing when that happens because God is ahead of it. He's leading and guiding you. And that's a point I want to make to you folks, Lord. Think about this. If the glory speaks something to you in a small voice and asks you to do something, do it. You don't know the blessing that that's going to give, not only to the person you've given it, but to you yourself. And then it becomes easier and easier. And I'm looking over here. We have a Fred here who lost his wife, Mary, here not too long ago. She was a street evangelist. And that gal, I didn't ever see her on the street evangelist, but I just know a little bit about her and how she could just touch people's lives. Because she'd do what the Lord would say her to do. Go do it. I mean, if I ask in here, how many of you want to go and be a street preacher? You go down there and get spit at and thrown at, egg, you know, everything. It's not an easy task. But if the Lord asks you to do it, do it. And you will be blessed. And I'm sure there's many people that have been blessed because of her ministry. Blessed because, remember, don't be afraid to do good things. I want to close with a passage of Scripture I actually opened with in our prayer before we went to service. It's in Matthew chapter 6. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you. Moreover, when you fast, be not like as hypocrites, as a sad countenance, and they disfigure their faces, and they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou fastest, anoint thy head, and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto the Father which is in heaven, which is in secret. And the Father which seeketh thee in secret shall reward you openly. Lay not up yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart also be. No man can serve two masters. Either will hate one and love the other, or he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and Manon or yourself. I challenge you, as I did at the beginning of this, consider the word. What lesson do we learn from Scripture? These are some powerful words. Take heed, take heed, and listen to that, the words. The words of the Bible can be the strong the silent little silent voice that we hear. It's that word. Some people say, I, I, I don't hear the small, still voice of the Lord. I says, are you sure? You read the word. Do you know the word? The word will tell you what that small voice is. That's my thoughts. Because the Lord speaks through his word. He speaks through his word. Lord, help us, Lord, because we are human beings. 
We live in a physical world, but you said to us, you are in the world, but not of the world. Yes, Lord, we live in this world, but you said we're not of this world. Big, two, two little words, in and of, both of them two letters, but they have a big, strong meaning. We are not of the world, even though we live here. So give us the strength and ability through the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to touch those in this world in which we live, Lord. There's a scripture that I recall. It says, if you have faith in God, you can move the mountain. There's a note in the Greek that words instead of in, of. If you have faith in God, you can move out. If you have the faith of God, you can move the mountain. The faith of God. Lord, we want the faith of, your, of you, Lord. The faith that can move mountains. We can't do it, but you can do it through us. And Lord, we give you thanks. We give you praise. I thank you, Lord, that we can serve you in times that we are in, without fear, without fear, because we know if we're living in you and allowing your Holy Spirit to work through us, we can accomplish all things. You said everything you did, we can do greater. Wow! We can do greater things than Jesus did when he walked this earth? Yes, we can, according to his word. God's word is the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow, and it does not change. Let us always remember that, Lord, and use us, Lord, for your honor and for your glory. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And bless all you that are listening. Be encouraged and be strengthened and walk in the Lord. And we will see the victory. Amen. Reverend Dr. Jonathan Hansen has written a book titled The Science of Judgment. God is predictable. There is a scientific pattern for the rise and fall of nations throughout history. We need to understand the laws or the rules of design regarding prophecy and judgment. When it comes to the laws of judgment and prophecy, denominational or personal belief systems have nothing to do with the reality or the certainty of the rule of judgment. Dr. Hansen's objective is to warn leaders of nations of the second coming of Jesus Christ and the plagues or judgments that are coming upon these peoples and nations that reject Jesus Christ as Savior according to the scriptures. Dr. Ronald E. Cottle, founder and president of Christian Life School of Theology, states that this book is a must-read for Christians and other leaders in the United States and in other nations. It is clear, powerful, and well-reasoned. We all owe a debt of gratitude to Dr. Jonathan Hansen for the years that have gone into the research and writing of the science of judgment. This book has more than 300 pages, divided up in five sections. Part 1, The Science of Judgment, has chapters titled such as The Laws Regarding Prophecy and Judgment, Patterns of Apostasy, Purpose of Chastisement, Standards for Justice and Mercy, God Forgives When People Repent, God Holds Nations Responsible for What Leaders Do, Parental Responsibility, The Feasts of the Lord, Solomon's Transgressions and Their Consequences, Righteous Kings versus Evil Kings, Example of King Jehoshaphat, Ungodly Alliances, God is Predictable, God Holds People Accountable, Man can turn into an intelligent beast to do evil. Section 2, The Deception of the Theory of Evolution, has chapters titled as Problems with the Theory of Evolution, 
Evolution and Racism, Darwin's Hatred of Christianity and Its Fruit. Section 3, Why Must There Be Judgment, has titles such as The Fall of America and Her Destruction, Cult Christianity, Radical Liberal Politics. Section 4, Kings, Dictators, and Presidents, with the following chapters listed as People Choose Their Nation's Leaders, Qualifications for Godly Leadership, Romans 13, Delegated Authority, Satan is in charge of this world, not Jesus. If laws violate conscience, we must disobey. Finally, part five, so what must we do? These chapters are listed as, we are in a cultural war, our responsibility to a hostile government, the Christian's science of judgment. With turmoil ever increasing throughout the nations as Bible prophecy is coming to life right before our very eyes, one must read the science of judgment to have a clear understanding of these events and the reasons why. Call 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248, that is 360-629-5248, and request your copy of The Science of Judgment for a donation of $35 or more, plus shipping and handling. Thank you, and Shalom. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.